This is episode 43 of The Modern Recordist, the podcast where we talk all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary, discussing inspiring and creative ideas around making music and art that creates an impact in the world. On this podcast, we sit down with musicians, songwriters, artists, producers, and all manner of artistic visionaries to learn exactly what we have to do and who we have to be to create meaning and live out our artistic visions. I'm your host, John Stinson, a Nashville-based producer and recording engineer, a collector of experiences, a lifelong learner, a lifelong teacher, and an artistic visionary in my own right. And I welcome you to episode 43 of The Modern Recordist. Okay, I'm super excited about the guest that's joining us today. This dude is traveling and playing music in a super inspiring way and has a very unique artistic and musical vision. He's a multi-instrumentalist and a one-man band of sorts traveling around uh, with just him and a small collection of instruments in a car, bringing people together to play music and enjoy the love of music and connection with one another. Uh, It's somewhat of a tour playing house shows, but to me, it struck me as so much more than just that. And uh, I'm also uh, really inspired by the way that uh, my guest and I got connected. I got an email from uh, the Couchsurfing website with a list of current events in my area and uh, saw that he was touring through and I clicked the link to see what he was all about. I got inspired. I sent him a message and uh, 24 hours later... He was uh, crashing with me at my house and sharing stories with me, and uh, now I've uh, brought him on the podcast to share stories with you. It's a testament to the power of the internet and how music is made in our modern times, and it's the exact kind of thing that the modern recordist is all about. Uh, So I'm super, super excited about this, very inspired by the whole thing, and I can't wait to get into this show. It's going to be an incredible show, uh, super packed with tons of fun and tons of cool stories. Uh, we've been palling around for a little while, uh, the last, uh, matter of hours and, uh, have really connected and, and uh, had a lot of fun and had a lot of cool stories. So looking forward to sharing that all with you guys. Uh, so I would like to introduce you to our guest playing us into the show with his song monkey time. Ladies and gents, I present to you Tambo feet of potluck shows. Swing on swings and move my feet and climb my trees and check out wheels while I sing. I jump all day, jump all night, wave my arms around, 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 around. Cause it's monkey time! Hey! What's going on today? I got a lot, a lot of neat stuff. Do you wanna play with the alligators or with the bullet pins or with the Japanese? Come on, I need some monkey friends. Spend my will until I feel like I'm gonna ah! 
kicking for a while and ready to dance. The monkey trainers will be get on to get the chance. We're gonna keep on moving down the south of Louisiana. Stop, I think I saw some bananas. Dude, awesome. Monkey time. I love it. <laughs> Monkey time. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, what a fun song. Um, you got some fun stuff, man. And um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and being on the show and sharing your music with us and sharing. Uh, this is a really, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about uh, what you do. And um, like I said in the intro, um, um, you know, what was it like? Wednesday evening or something um I get this email you know and uh and just click through and then in a matter of like you know about an hour we're already we, we've arranged for you to um crash at my place and uh and um we're connecting and um no yeah I totally appreciate yeah. you uh, hosting me last night cool. <laughs> so yeah. I had no idea where yeah. I was going to sleep yeah so it's awesome dude what well, was my pleasure <laughs> it's my pleasure it's awesome but no I mean I, I'm just yeah, man, I'm I'm super inspired by what you're doing in this uh, this vision of yours, and I'm glad that uh, that it came together so quickly. Uh, and you're you're on the show to like to talk talk to us about it and share some stories. It's really cool, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I am. Um, so recently, you know, I've just been eating a lot of cookies. There's been a couple <laughs> the past potlucks, a lot of sweets people have brought. And this is how I do. I just you know I set up a show, and before the show, we have like a little food gathering people just bring you know dishes and stuff and the past couple ones a lot of like desserts and uh yeah i have like a box full of cookies in my car and i've been living off of cookies for the past couple days so it's actually killer (laughs) so tonight's gonna be like a farm show hopefully we'll have some more organic veggies and stuff killer man (laughs) um yeah, man. You might want to get just a little oh, bit closer to that. Yeah, mic. yeah, yeah. yeah. Up here. Um, yeah, man. So that's cool. So potluck shows. Yeah, when I when I saw kind of what was going on, and I kind of I read about it and clicked through to your to your uh, event, and then kind of clicked through your website. And really, what did it for me was you had this um, this really cool promo video, uh, and and it starts out. It's like I think it's like you playing ukulele, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a little loop. With yeah, the yeah. So you're like looping it, and you're like tapping and. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing this tap thing, and um, and uh, then it just the track builds from there. There's a lot of like kind of like um, circuit bent or like uh, other kind of like um, video game type stuff that you messed around with. Yeah, the idea is to use my Super Nintendo controllers to make uh, some synth sounds, and it's funny because you could use a normal keyboard, whatever, to make the same effect, but uh, it just looks cooler coming out with Super Nintendo Yeah, controller. it's cool. Well, it's cool because there's like a community of people that, that mess with stuff that way. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a whole community around it. I think you were talking about I it saw, last yeah, night. I saw a YouTube video of some guy that, you know, he figured out how to like hack his toaster, right? Like you open yeah. up the toaster and found, I guess some toaster is built before a certain time. Like they all have like these USB ports in them. Because I guess it was just cheaper to leave it in there. Okay. I, I don't know like, huh. the story behind it. But basically, he found a way to you know, plug it into the computer and f- find out you know, how to basically, when you move the toaster lever, that you know, will trigger some kind of event. So he basically just was able to play uh, Doom. He like made the video where 
he's playing Doom with like multiple toasters where he moved one lever, which he programmed to move up, and the other, another lever to move down the left uh-huh. or right. So I was thinking, oh man, if I got the idea and made toaster music, I could program the, the triggers to like do some kind of sound effects. That's awesome. Travel with some toasters on me. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. That's <laughs> pretty stupid. <laughs> no, nah, man, but that's fun. See, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, just like different ways to like make music and just have fun with it and, right. and play around. It's, it's all about sparking the creative mind, you know? And mm-hmm. so I love that kind of stuff. That's fun. But yeah, man. So I caught that video and, and when I, when I saw that promo video, I was like, I, I gotta, I've got to get in touch with this guy. Awesome. And, uh, and I'm really glad that it came together, man. Um, and, and the idea too, about not only like just the whole spirit of like what you're doing. Um, you were telling me a little bit last night. So you're, you're, um, you're going to travel. You're, you're almost complete in traveling to like to all the states, yeah? Yeah, all 50 states. Uh, last year, I did, I think, 36. And um, this year, you know, just the south was like the last stretch, plus Alaska. I'm not sure how I'm going to get up there yet. But, I, uh, yeah, you know, this year I decided, why not just do all 50? Like, even though there's just, a you know, like 14 left, I wanted to... Uh, if I'm across the country, might as well just do the yeah, entire trip yeah, over totally. again. I've already made enough connections to make it a little bit easier to yeah. tour around. And yeah, I miss all my you know friends I've made last year and be fun to hit up all the other states I've already been through. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like um, doing, um, traveling around, connecting with people, p- putting together your own shows and like um, house shows uh, and bringing people together over, um, over like over dinner, dinner together. Yeah. How right, does, right. So how does it, how does it, what's the show kind of look, look like? Every night's different. I mean, the venues, right. They're mostly houses, but we've done shows in like people's backyard zoos, basically. Yeah. A, that was an interesting one. I, uh, have had them at cemeteries, uh, boats, buses, stuff like that. So every night's kind of like a different vibe, but most of them usually are in somebody's apartment. And, um, yeah, I think, the idea is, yeah, just to tell people, bring some food. Like, I'm not strict with it. People can bring what, whatever. Only a couple nights, actually, we only ended up with, like, a bunch of chips. So yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's that kind of problem. But most nights, we get a good variety of stuff. And, yeah, the idea is just have, instead of, you know, going to dinner then seeing a show, mm-hmm. why not just bring, you know, the dinner at the show? Yeah. Meet some people along the way. Like, I, uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I've had recently one, one night in Baton Rouge. It was, like, a small little gathering and. Uh, after the show ended, this guy, I remember this, he just said, wow, you know, like we only spent a couple hours together, you know, eating food and playing music, but I feel like we, we're all, like, we're all best friends now. Like, we yeah, really yeah. know you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, so the idea, too, is uh, make the show not just a little, you know, listen to me, I'm just going to play songs right. and not interact. It's try like, to make the show as much, you know, audience interaction as possible. Not where it's, like, make people feel uncomfortable, because, of course, not everyone wants, wants sure, to be a part sure, of the right, show, but right. have some, like, you know kind of fun oh you can play a little shaker if you want or you know play some games i yeah i I just i don't know i'm trying to make it more you know interactive right totally man yeah killer um yeah i love that i think that that's a really cool um i think that when you're looking at um there's a few kind of you know the live music sort of like you know talking about from like the industry standpoint which which what you're doing is is what's really cool about it. it's just it's personal connection with people and yeah. it's not like some kind of it's not like a, a industry thing or like a you know it's not you know what i mean it's not like a a marketed like um event that you're like selling tickets to and then like 
marketing that and all that. You're just it, the whole the whole idea is like bringing people together and just connecting with people and connecting with like minded people over you know just coming together and sort of like in fellowship uh, with dinner and uh, for the love of music. And that's a really cool, it's a really yeah. cool like communal feel to it, which is really awesome. It's man. funny. I just tell people, it's like, I just bring strangers together that I find from random internet sites and yeah. people like, some people are like, that sounds super sketchy. I want to host <laughs> a show. And it's funny because of course I use sites like couch surfing and uh, some of those sites are really good to use. Cause you can see like what the person, they, they have profiles and stuff, yeah. right? But the other funny thing is I, I've started to use, like, Reddit and other words, websites like uh-huh. that where there's plenty of trolls and stuff. But yeah. the funny thing is, like, you know, all those people will talk, you know, crap or whatever about, oh, this is a stupid idea or this is blah, blah, blah. But then those people will never – of course, I don't give the address to those guys. And, um, right. And then the ones that are really interested, they show up. I've never – after, like, hundreds of these shows, I've never had any single problems of, like – you know, thieves or, you know, I just, the only problem is sometimes people bring a little bit too much booze and they get mm-hmm. loud and noisy. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, doesn't work for that intimate acoustic environment. Right. Or that, like, yeah, it's cool. Like the, the people that are interested in these events, most of them just uh, want to like, you know, they value something. And it's not just like, oh, this, this seems like a crazy cool party. Let's go and hang out. I am. Um, I mostly find really cool people, you know, just by messaging, sure, whatever the random yeah. internet world out there. Yeah, yeah, that's killer. So, yeah. So, um, so how long did you say you've been doing this? Um, a few years almost. So, uh, yeah, like it's funny. Like the potluck idea didn't kick in until I think late 2014. But yeah, in 2014, I was doing a whole different project of you okay. know, playing music for kids at schools and stuff. The whole idea was, you know, when I was a kid, you know, music changed my life completely and everything just, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of punk rock bands, uh-huh. the whole like DIY ethic and stuff. So I wanted to, you know, make a sort of acoustic punk rock shows for kids. And all, it was yeah. funny, like I, like the monkey song, right? Like that, that was one of the songs where kids would love and they would dance and like little mosh pits would break out the kids and stuff. And I just, it was great. Cause I would have some nights or, or some days, not even at night, but some days where the kids would be playing, uh, you know, music with me. And, uh, I remember in Grants Pass, Oregon, there was one show at the school and this kid came up to me afterwards and he was like, thank you so much for, you know, playing. I really liked it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, of course. And then the teacher like came up to the kid afterwards and was like, Jeffrey, did, did you just say thank you? And she was like to me, like, he, he never says that. Like, it's a big deal. <laughs> I just awesome. felt like cool. He was like yeah. actually inspired by it. And yeah. that's the point. It's like, you know, I, I love to, you know, teach kids music, play some songs and uh, just show them. Yeah, this is like a really like, you know, cool, cool thing to you know, consider more of because a lot of the schools are cutting back on the arts and stuff. Right. And, be fun to provide more of that. Yeah. So I, I used to do that in 2014. The problem, the reason why I kind of stopped, uh, is I just, yeah, I, I, I didn't make any money. Like mm-hmm. it's all like, Oh, whatever you want to donate. I just do donation based, you know, shows. And, um, yeah, you know, spending money every day on these meals and trying to shop around. I just, yeah, it wasn't sustainable. I moved over to Hawaii for six months, okay. lived, lived outside on this farm and, uh, and then basically, you know, as I was writing some new songs material for this next uh, trip, I decided right, I think maybe a, a couple weeks right before I left uh, for 2015, I basically, yeah, I wrote um, this new or designed like a new website with the idea of Pollock shows because mm-hmm. I was figuring out 
people could bring me food and we could all like have a right. dinner. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. help with the expenses yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. Kind of like, right. you know, exchange of a performance, uh, have a little meal. And uh, it's been amazing. I actually, every year I do like a different project, a little music idea. But uh, this has been the first one where I'm like, let's just keep doing this for a while because it's been working out. And right. Like, cool. So, yeah. Cool, man. So that's kind of how it hatched. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like two two years ago about about yeah cool. beginning of 2015 that was like the first potluck show yeah yeah and then and so like you hatched that you were like you were living in hawaii at the time when they hatched that idea yeah yeah it was just kind of figuring out you know what um what i should do with all these new songs i'm writing i was while living in hawaii i started messing around playing guitar with my feet and just doing like this weird stuff that like okay like here's some new like a set of new songs and what could i you know combine like i want to create new venues and instead of doing like the typical let's go to bars or clubs yeah. to play how can i create my own the idea was to make it as like diy as possible right I, yeah uh, yeah i remember yeah i got really into going to like recording and stuff i would just use uh we talked about this last night a little bit about uh, linux i would right. just use uh this distribution uh, called like Crunchbang, and i basically with all open source free software i Recorded an album using Audacity. I basically just, you know, designed my website from scratch using Vim, the text editor. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just proud of like, I'm all, you know, I'm using the computer with, with complete freedom. And, yeah. And now kind of like doing this trip, I, I, it's still very, uh, I'm, you know, I'm starting now to use Facebook and all these other social media tools and stuff. But I'm still, yeah, trying to keep it as much, you know complete control and sure. I, it's just you know one person doing all this but it is it does help to use a little bit more online software and sure now i switch back to windows every now and then if there's something like you know gimp or audacity can't do but um yeah most of it is definitely just like just to show people i started with zero dollars and um I just used free online software. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, just nothing was, you know, That's cool. any kind of expense. I didn't have a car, and I just kind of, like, hitchhiked and took yeah. buses up the, the West Coast. and Cool. It worked out. So that's where you got started, kind of like, um, you you hit you were, like, kind of started, launched it all sort of in the West Coast and kind of, like, touring up and down, yeah. sort of, like, on the West Coast initially. And, right, it was yeah. uh, starting out, like, above uh, L.A., Los Angeles area. There's a small town called Ojai. So I... Um, I used couch surfing. That was the first time couch surfing, and uh, I got up to Santa Barbara, which is like just, just twenty miles away from Ojai. And uh, it was funny because I, you know, I started this trip with zero dollars, no car, so it was kind of like this to start, you know, bit by bit, go to city to city. Yeah. And the first guy was like, "So, aren't you supposed to be European or something? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a traveler, yeah, yeah. right?" I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm just starting out, but super nice people." And I, um, yeah, I, like he had an avocado grove. I did a little bit of work on the avocado grove. Cool. Helped me out a little bit, some money, and played some music for the people. And yeah, it just kind of, it just is a cool to to show people you can start with nothing, right? <laughs> just, you know, yeah, man. Slowly build it totally. up. Totally, yeah. You can <laughs> literally, like, that's what's so really super inspiring. Well, you know, it's a number of things. It's like this. It's the way that you create music and and mm -hmm. your your artistic, your your just your musical ideas and how you you pull them all together with just like with just you doing yeah, yeah. it, and then your idea for just like. Cool, you know, I'm gonna, um, I'm just gonna, you know, go out on the road and just like, just start traveling and doing it, and just like, you know, how, what's the, like, what's the, the, the best sort of, um, sort of least nuts and bolts way that I, as a, as a, as a solo musician, could go and, 
and play these shows and you just kind of like hatch this idea and you do it. But then it also is like, there's this layer of just what's so cool about it is, is really the, the, like the community mm -hmm. thing, because, you know, I, I was, um, I went on the road, uh, used to manage and, and, uh, tour manage for this band, uh, for a few years. And I went on the road, we did like, um, I think like two, I think it was like two, there was like two East Coast, full on East Coast tours, you know, from everywhere from like up all the way up from Maine, all the way down to, to Florida. And then we did, I think, one West Coast tour um, okay. and uh, then hit some spots like sort of in the middle of the U.S. But anyway, it was it was, you know, it was all uh, it was all kind of the traditional like try to book shows at clubs and talking to promoters and organizing other bands and like doing a lot of, you know, the, the things that, that that kind of the business part of it. Um, and it's cool. I mean, you definitely connect with people, you know, but I really like what you do with making it about connecting with people in an intimate way. And that's such a, it's yeah, like yeah. the the core, it's like grown out from there, you know? And it's like you said, sort of at the beginning of the show, it's like, it's not about, Oh, come watch me play music. It's like, let's be interactive and sort of like come yeah, together, yeah. you know, which is really, really cool. You know? Yeah. It's definitely just kind of like, it's it's fine if you know you want to interact with the show and talk you know while you know I'm playing, but if it's people that uh, I mean like if people are talking, you know, with no nothing to do with the show, there's like chatting yeah. with a friend. That's the only problem. Like I really, it's amazing how, you know, there's it's funny. I'm complaining about that, and then I look at like you know one of my favorite bands growing up, Fugazi, how they like dealt with you know such idiots in the crowd trying to like mm -hmm. you know be violent and stuff it's like I, like it's not too bad it's not yeah. to be like you guys shit but yeah like that's the one thing where it's just yeah we're just trying to let people know um a lot almost 90 percent of the time uh people that are chatty and being kind of rude and loud like they don't realize they're affecting you know what yeah. we're trying to create so right. that's the thing like you just tell people like oh you know we're trying to do something special here and that's always usually solved but yeah yeah it's cool like people are kind of new well especially in the south i Definitely, it's a little bit trickier going through the South because um, I feel like people here even more totally, un you know, just the whole idea is really unusual. Like, oh, I don't know you and you're inviting me right. to a place that yeah, I have yeah. never been to. And so, yeah, I definitely have had harder, like a little bit more of a difficult time promoting here. But the people that do show up, it's it's amazing. A lot of times people, you know, they show up with no expectation. They're just kind of like, we'll see what this is all about. Sure. And then they end up, you know, leaving with this huge, like, I was so inspiring. Yeah, well. yeah, so yeah. It's always neat to see, like, that complete morph, you know, changing Yeah, they... that's cool. So do you yeah. find that you, when you're, that you're getting a lot of feedback from people that, that this potluck shows ideas, like, it's, it's inspiring, it really, like, it resonates with people? Some dude just made a subreddit uh, with, like, the... I don't know how it works. It's like reddit.com slash r slash Pollock yeah. shows. So uh -huh. yeah, some guy just made that. It was like, check it out. And um, it's cool. Like I, I just read the first little thread somebody posted and saying like, um, let's build this. Like I want like more musicians to catch on this idea. And like, that's awesome. You yeah. Know, people like, like it's to be a musician, right? Like it's like this difficult, like even like the successful ones that are well known, like they're even struggling, right? So it's yeah. like, how, yeah. how do you, yeah, like, you know, make this a like make a living out of this and right. um, the whole idea yeah, just like kind of <laughs> doing a, a kind of dinner show having people feed you then a place to sleep those yeah. cut down a lot of expenses yeah, with hotels totally. and absolutely. Like restaurants absolutely so that's man. a huge i uh yeah I, I really hope like i mean it'd be cool to continue to build a network and maybe uh yeah just 
keep in touch with all my hosts and let them know if they're interested in other musicians, yeah. like setting up stuff with them. I don't know, yeah, it'd be fun to, to build something like that. Yeah. Right now, it's just kind of the idea was, let's just do, yeah, a fun little project and, you know, I'm passionate about food and music, so let's sure. just combine those two. Yeah. I just had no idea, like, I would keep, I would be doing this still. That would just be like a few months and traveling and right. until I run out of money, have to get a job. Yeah, so when you <laughs> when you first started doing it, like, when you kind of, like, catch the idea, you, it, have you have you kind of been surprised by, like, what it's grown into? Or, like, you know, is it, has it sort of taken shape in a way that, um, or, or is it kind of like, you know, you, you sort of, this is like, yeah, this is kind of what I was going for and you, yeah. you engineered it. It's or... super, because these little house concerts, I only can get like, you know, 10 to 20 people to fit in a little tiny, you know, bedroom, living room yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I think I've just been making a lot of really good friends uh, as far as it like taking off. I really don't expect much because it's, it's just such a tiny you know, a little community thing that, and I really, I like it. I prefer it that way. I actually do yeah. like, you know, a smaller community, but, um, I, yeah, I would love to see other people start utilizing this idea. That's yeah. maybe that's something that could grow is having other people, you know, let's do like just the living room concerts more in general, just, you know, finding more, like I had a friend I met in San Francisco, uh, he had a site, he's doing this thing called artsup.com. Dot, dot org sorry up arts up dot org mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's a whole uh you know community of like trying to connect hosts to musicians that yeah want to play in these little intimate yeah. venues yeah yeah so that's one and we were talking about your friend with uh was that one with the close yeah close up close yeah, up fm yeah 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 so those kind of websites along with couch surfing i just yeah just try to use the internet more to bring people together <laughs> these yeah. like really you know kind of fun spaces totally. I, um, i'm all about that growing i would love to see more living room shows and stuff because uh yeah it's just it's a lot more of a it's just it's just a unique experience compared to just going right. to a bar or club where right it's always the same loud environment everyone you know is there just a drink and maybe if the band's really cool they'll check it out but a lot right. of times like i every time i go to a show like that i really wanted to see music because it's rare for me to see a live band it's uh-huh. always you know just i never really get it get the opportunity a lot you know when i just i don't know i I really yeah i love seeing live music and when people i go with to see shows and they just want to hang out and chat and stuff it's like dude we can do that anytime right (laughs) Right now there's a band playing songs they've created it's like yeah i don't know i just i wish people would value that more because sure it's something yeah it's kind of rare nowadays to get like a real live experience like that so right um, yeah, I just the living room I think is a better venue for people to really focus on music because yeah, it's, it's such like I keep uh, using this word, it's just more intimate. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool thing that kind of shifts the dynamic and 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 it does kind of it just shifts it to I mean, it's all about people. Like music is is you know, kind of its own unique way of kind of telling story and poem that's all right. about like you know, a way of kind of connecting us together so that we can listen to a song and go, yeah, that, that totally encapsulates and, and totally communicates the way that I feel and people resonate with that. And that's why yeah, like, yeah. you know, certain songs just get so popular because it's just, it, it, it like says something in a certain energy in a certain way that, you know, resonates with people. And so when you're at, you know, it just only makes sense to just kind of extend that by, by really approaching it all mm-hmm. with such a com- like a, a community and a connection kind of interactivity and house shows and intimacy and you know playing out at like playing out at venues you know it it it's so much about the business of it you know i mean if you're playing a local club any any 
in any given town, like a local club, it's like, you know, maybe a 300 capacity room or 150 capacity room or something. Yeah. And they have a bar and they're in the business of selling drinks. They want to sell beer. They want to sell alcohol. That's, right, right. that's the whole point of the whole thing. Right. And I'm not, you know, it's not anybody's fault. People have a business. They need of to course, make money and all that. That's, that's totally cool. But, you know, over time, it just kind of, um, it, it just kind of lends to a, it's a different experience. And over time, it, it, yeah. it's kind of a different, you know, energy and experience. And, and it, and it just kind of trickles down into the way that people perform shows, the way that people show up to shows, the way that people make decisions about mm-hmm. how they're going to come out to a show. Whereas if it's just like, Hey, we're just coming together and it's just like, you know, we're going to have, we're going to eat together. We're going to enjoy music together. And it's at an intimate venue Plus, in the it's house. it's all ages. <laughs> Usually right. yeah, yeah, people, yeah. all my hosts are like, yeah, anyone can show yeah. up. I had one guy in, I think, Idaho who's like, no little kids at all because I own this crazy business and I don't want them to break anything uh-huh. inside my store. But yeah, most, most nights it's, yeah, all ages. And that's a huge thing I'm also passionate about. Just, yeah, having people any age can you know check out the music yeah. and you don't have to worry about oh they're selling booze here so i can't you know probably be around because it's 21 and up right but um yeah it's it's definitely uh you know just keep the shows all ages and cool environments where right that's what i'm going for that's cool man so um so you were mentioning that uh so this is the, your first time to be in the south right kind of yeah okay yeah. So, um, and you mostly like spent most of your, your time out West. Yeah. So last year I started off, it was like, you know, fly back from Hawaii to California. Uh, and then I started the trip up the West coast all the way up to, um, Vancouver, BC. And then I went back down and finally that's when I, so the first like year and a half it was with no car. And then I bought a car. The plan was like, you know, just to every every month like somehow figure out ways to make these uh car payments and then hopefully i don't know it, it's right now like the the last month in the south has actually been really tricky and i um i barely made the car payment i was thinking about selling an instrument or something to to keep traveling but yeah like, every now and then like there's a struggle but it always comes through but i am kind of thinking like at the end of this trip it'd be uh smart to figure out some way to really try to pay off the car so then mm-hmm. i could like perhaps sell it and then fly somewhere else like do yeah. the potlucks in europe or something like, yeah that'd be cool it's definitely yeah just right now um yeah i, I got this car and just having a car during this trip is so much easier. I, right. So after going back down to California, getting the, getting the car, I basically just, uh, yeah, drove across the country all the way from California to Portland, Maine. And I, uh, yeah, I got up to that city and uh, went back uh, to California. And along that that stretch, I did about 36 states. So all all the states except the south plus uh okay. or the territory except the south plus uh, Alaska up there <laughs> that's that's my last right okay Alaska will be yeah. definitely definitely the the last state on my my list but, but um, and you've officially done a potluck show in um Hawaii yeah so Hawaii it's kind of funny we we I lived on that farm and we just would have potlucks and stuff and play music so I guess I kind of cheated like I, it wasn't really a potluck show like cuz I didn't come up with the idea until I left Hawaii but yeah you know, I'll go back there and do it. Sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. I'll make it official. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. So you, uh, 
so where so you mentioned like the South has been a different kind of a different dynamic for you in terms of putting together shows and getting yeah. people to be like well, now wait what is this it's is a little this... bit harder to promote but then again there's been other places like in the Midwest too which which have been like brutal like you know I had, didn't have any luck like Iowa in particular I don't know I just didn't have you know I did Des Moines that was about it other cities I just I don't know. I, every now and then it's funny because I feel like, oh, this state just sucks. Blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, no, maybe you just like chose the wrong date. To have, like maybe like they right. had a festival. <laughs> like, so sure, yeah, I can yeah. never, you know, really yeah. say like, oh, this is the hard. But here, the thing about the South is like the past ten shows like have all been the same. Where you know, I you know, I just asked for like a donation at the end of the show. I'm like, yeah, if you guys appreciate what I'm doing here, if you can chip in just some gas money, and usually every night I'll you know. There'll be a few generous people, and then the rest is like, here's some a dollar or two, and that always gets me by. But the South, like every night, it's been like barely even, you know, five or ten dollars like per show. Oh, okay, it's just like for just to pay off, you know, the the gas money. Yeah. Thing, that's just not sustainable, right? Along with the car payment. So um, but uh, now I I don't know. It's just it was interesting from Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Louisiana. It was kind of tricky, but I just met some, like the people that I did connect with were really amazing. And I don't know, like it could be also that I'm right now extremely rushing, as you could tell. Like I like every day, I don't know, sure. I'm sleeping. Like right. John, can you host me? Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like maybe it's just it's so rushed, and I I haven't like figured out yeah how to you know get the time. Yeah. To get there's the a lot of there. moving parts. You know, there's right, a lot right. of things that you, you got to be your own tour manager. You got to plan all the logistics. You got to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, where you're going to be sleeping and stuff. And you got to also get the show organized and, right, right. and get people, uh, you know, but um, do the people, so when you organize the shows, you know, and you find a host to those, those, is there kind of, they have their own network that they kind of put it out to them too and help kind of bring people that's out. That's the thing. Or, like I feel most nights I can just from, you know, random online promoting sites like couch surfing and just emailing people, I can get usually about five to 15, uh, attendees on my side and, just yeah, the past uh, shows like it just it's definitely just all me. A lot of times, my host doesn't have any other you know groups yeah. of people coming in. That's like when it's the hardest, where it's just like one in person, like you trying to you know go into this city, you're outsider, no one knows you, and you're trying yeah. to promote. So yeah. I definitely always have the best nights when it's like a little bit of my uh, friends I find, and then my host has you know their group yeah. too. Like when we combine. Uh, that's yeah. Usually, I just I aim for like ten to fifteen people uh, to have like a successful night, and um, yeah. I mean, I just did a show in Oxford, Mississippi, and that was a really fun night. Like just a you know cool crowd of people that came out, all these students and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that's Oxford, what I for. Mississippi is a pretty cool place. I've actually never been down there, but there is. Uh, I know that um, some some people that I've that I've worked with and worked for and in, uh, in the studio have made records mm-hmm. down there. Actually, a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Modest Mouse, that band, Modest Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good news for people who like bad news. That record um, was done down. There. I think, I think uh, if I remember, his name is Brock, the lead singer of Modest Mouse. Um, Isaac, I think he I, is Isaac, it? Brock. Isaac Brock. Yeah, Isaac Brock. Yeah. That's it. Um, he's from there, I believe, or he's lived okay. there for a long time, or something like that. Yeah. So what's funny is like, yeah, I had a really, even though I mean, it still wasn't like a really big crowd in Mississippi, but it's still like the thing that was amazing was. Um, 
like it seemed like every person kind of gave me a donation and uh the past other shows it was kind of like just one person might like you know slip in the five or ten dollar bill in my little bucket and then like mm-hmm. that really helps but it, it really makes me a lot more happy when everyone kind of chips in because like you know some people just uh show up and and then you're like okay it's cool and they leave and um I don't know. I just I'm trying to yeah figure out more ways to to make this. Uh, we were talking last night about how oh, some some uh, you know house concerts like you pay like the ticket before attending yeah, and all yeah. that. And I don't want to do that necessarily. I think it'd be still really fun just to try to get more people to like just pay what you can afford because yeah. I know everyone can't afford like a right. twenty dollar ticket. That's like too much. I think sometimes, but right. Then when you consider in all the work it takes, it's like it's nothing at all. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, it's a trick like to get yeah. people to know the the amount of work. But though I was going to just talk about how like all the states that oh this is gonna be great, this is gonna be great, and cities I go through, usually every night where it's like you feel this is gonna be a great experience. It's always the opposite. Where the really? like Mississippi, I like everyone's telling me, oh that's gonna be tricky, Jim. You're going through like the poorest state, and uh-huh. like I actually had a great time. Like made. The first, like, you know, good amount of donations since, like, like you know, January, it seems like. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing. Whenever you're like, oh, this is going to suck, blah, blah, you're always surprised, I guess. So I try to go into every show, like, kind of not having expectations. Because yeah, yeah, every right. time you have a good one, you're like, yeah. get let down. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, so the South's a little bit trickier. Um, a little bit, a little bit trickier to get. Maybe if to... you don't have any connections at yeah. all going in. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems like uh, what, what do you, what's the place that feels like the most open? That's been sort of the most California fluid? always okay. the best. Uh, best luck. I mean, it's like you know. Yeah, I grew up in California, but I still like. Like I said, I started this trip of zero dollars and also zero connections. I I kind of wanted to start from scratch again. I remember like. Uh, like when MySpace was big, I had uh-huh. all these like you know followers and stuff, and it was like, yeah, I, I was thinking as a teenager about doing the same trip, uh, just kind of like starting off with you know this, uh, just the guitar and traveling around the country and stuff. But I, uh, I went to school instead, and um, and then I kind of like yeah, just didn't keep up my profile and kind of lost like in touch with everyone. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of like ah, I'm just gonna rebuild the fan base and see if yeah. I can. Yeah, just start this trip from scratch again. And, uh, yeah, so California, I really didn't have any connections either in that uh, state, besides, like, just my little hometown, Ojai. And, uh, yeah, I just started traveling and meeting people through sites like Couchsurfing, even Craigslist. You know, I do, like, a uh-huh. lot of, you know, now that I have a car, I use a rideshare a lot. And, yeah, rideshare is always hit or miss. I've, <laughs> like, been sharing a lot of stories uh, recently about um, just, you know, the interesting people you meet through Craigslist in general, I, I always have had like either really amazing experiences or really ter- terrifying, really? terrible ones. Like, really? and uh, for example, you know, like I I met uh, when I was going to school in Long Beach, I I met this uh, family uh, from Chile that you know I was I made an ad saying I want to learn Spanish, uh, I'll pay money for lessons. And these guys got back to me, and they're like, "See," and I wrote back, "Can I also live there <laughs> if I yeah. paid some more money?" Yeah, yeah. And they like you know, basically took me in, or like this most like the coolest. I basically my mom, and my real parents were mad at me because they're like, "Remember Jim, like who your real who a real family is?" Yeah. Like these guys are like you know. Yeah. So like I yeah I just I felt like this little kid again living with those guys, and I basically yeah I just have had really amazing experiences off Craigslist, and then. 
to share like a recent story. Actually, this wasn't, no, this isn't even a bad one, but just like a really fun, like, yeah, funny story. It was, I, uh, yeah, I was going from Phoenix to Tucson and I, I needed, yeah, to do like a ride share because I was like, I don't know. I, I actually didn't need gas money. I just like needed a place to sleep that night. So this guy gets back to me. He's like, yeah, I need a ride. And I wrote back to him. Yeah, you know, I don't need any gas money, but if you have like a floor I can crash on or any friends that can host me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll get a hotel room. By the way, my name's Dr. Danger. And I was like, <laughs> oh, crap, this doesn't look good on paper. Like, guy named Danger. Was he like a DJ or artist or something? No, yeah, like I, I did a little name. research on him. And he's this like daredevil guy that okay. uh, was like on... He had, like, this program on the History Channel, American Daredevils, I think. He was on America's Got T- Talent. All okay, these, like, yeah. like legit shows. So right. I was like, okay, this guy is not yeah. too dangerous. I mean, yeah, he seems like he's into the dangerous stunts, but as right. far as, like, the serial killer <laughs> danger, right, I don't right. think I have much to worry. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I pick up this dude, and it's just, yeah, it was such a funny, like, he actually turned into be, like, one of my, uh, like, traveling partners on this trip. We actually spent, like, six days on the road just traveling from city to city because he needed to get over to Austin, Texas. And I was telling him, I won't hit up that city until, like, you know, probably, like, a week from now. And, and yeah, like, the first day we get a hotel room, and uh, I was also, like, telling him, so I can't find a host to do a show here in Tucson with my potluck things. Would you be cool if we did the show in this hotel room? And that's, like, one of the many funny environments, right? Yeah. I've done these shows at. And uh, he's like, yeah, of course. And um, so I, I'm kind of, like, setting up all the instruments, and I'm thinking, crap, I, I might get, like, you know, uh, some noise complaints with this. So I'm, like, I'm playing guitar really loud, just, like, sound checking and everything. And, uh, and yeah, no, no no neighbors seem, you know, to, like, be knocking yeah, on the door. Yeah. Or anything. But right when I pull up the accordion, I'm like, and, like, someone knocks on the door, like, really? shut up. So I was like, okay, maybe just, uh, you know, I'll do acoustic with no speaker or anything. And yeah, so I have it all set. I made the event page, and I just didn't realize how like how horrible this sounded. Like you know, a potluck show with Doctor Danger as our host in this hotel room four yeah. four six. <laughs> <laughs> and amazingly, yeah. I got people to show up. But it's always the most awkward part of every night. Is like yeah, just waiting for people to arrive because every now and then you have. Like, one person I'll show up at, like, you know, an hour before, the sh- you know, the potluck's even about yeah. to begin. So, you have this one person just like, so, where is everybody? And everyone else shows up super late. So, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like just hanging out and people, like, I thought, like, 20 people joined the event. And you're like, yeah, just wait around. <laughs> like, right, yeah. So, what happened, like, this is, like, the worst uh, scenario with it. Because, like, we, we had a... This little, like, Peruvian girl, she was, like, a nurse that knocked on the door, and she, like, is greeted by Dr. Danger, and he's like, hey, how's it going? My name's Danger, and he has, yeah, like, yeah. his cowboy hat on, this, yeah, like, yeah. this, like, old dude daredevil guy, that's <laughs> like, come on yeah. in, and she comes in with, like, this, you know, sees, like, you know, Dr. Danger, the king-size bed, and there's me setting up a tripod with the camera. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea, like, like, like I just, I'm an idiot, right? Yeah. It's not thinking about the context and stuff. And um, because I like to, like, like, if other musicians like to perform, I like to take video and stuff. Sure. I was just setting that up as she walked in. Right. And she's like, uh, so is this the Pollock? And I'm like, and I realized, like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, this is the Pollock. Yeah, yeah, right. I just, yeah, we're going to, more people are coming, I promise. Yeah, yeah. And, like, another half an hour later, we finally get some more uh, folks to show up. And um, 
it was a really funny yeah show in a hotel room yeah and at the end of the show we all got into the king size bed like the like eight to ten couch surfers and stuff and we all just like took a picture of the cool. of us on the bed so it's awesome it just shows you like how how uncom- extremely uncomfortable you can be at the beginning and then at the end everyone's like good friends right, <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's legit. awesome i love that man that is so cool <laughs> but that was really yeah. that was stupid i yeah <laughs> yeah i i think it's it's amazing how yeah people like just with the power of having like you know this website i designed a little bit of the couch serving feedback and other websites i've used just trying to build some little like online presence i guess yeah because like, yeah last year with having no facebook or anything like it was it was tricky because every almost every day i get asked like so like are you a serial killer are you a yeah, rapist right yeah, yeah like and it's like dude like imagine getting that ass like every day it's right it's horrible that, like people actually are like you know thinking this could be you so having a little bit more of like an online presence definitely has helped i, I shouldn't sure. have deleted my myspace <laughs> i should have had some more yeah. like kind of yeah things brought to tell some people. people over yeah but at the same time it's amazing yeah that there's such trust and um and people always ask me too, like, what's, you know, oh, have you ever had like dangerous experiences? What's like the worst thing, blah, blah, blah. And like, I tell people, at least through couch surfing, like, I would recommend, yeah, using sites like that more than Craigslist. Cause, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, through couch surfing, at least, there's never been any negative experiences. And what I view as something being negative is like someone actually physically harming me or somebody like stealing my stuff. You yeah. Know? Like, those are like really two bad negative right. things. But, uh, you know, as far as like super awkward having, very bizarre experiences or, you know, having like my hosts like in a fight with their cousin or brother and the guy pulls out a gun and it's like, like, ah! like no way. there's stuff like that where it's really? like I'm not affected but they are and I'm just observing what's going on. Like oh, th- wow. there's stuff like that where it's it's definitely um yeah, just I I don't know. <laughs> I think my views of like you know, what would be negative to other people, like I, I definitely am I'm a little bit more like another example, people, you know, think, Oh, like let's let's couch surf, let's just like, you know, like a lot of people think, Oh, it's all gonna be hotel bed, you know, fancy rooms yeah. and stuff and dude, like no, I've sleep I've slept on like the first the first time I, uh couch surfing was like this crazy guest house, uh mansion area or beautiful you know scene uh like scenic area in santa barbara of the ocean and stuff and yeah like i i had my own guest houses like full-on bed and stuff my own kitchen all this crazy stuff and then the next day it was like this photography studio i slept on the uh, the hard ground with all these creepy mannequins around me it oh just, wow it went from like one yeah. e- extreme to the other and like, so people that are inspired, and I want to do something like this, like, you just have to really be open-minded and sure. be flexible yeah. and be prepared to sleep in environments you're not comfortable with. Like, it, like you know, yeah. get used to sleeping on totally. hard grounds if, if totally. sometimes all the beds are filled yeah, up. Yeah, man. But, I yeah. find inspiration in that. That's really cool. You know, um, last uh, about this time last year, I was um, – a couple of friends of mine got, uh, they were working on a film and then they were doing a big film premiere at South yeah. by Southwest. And, and then like, it was like maybe 24 hours before they were leaving town. They were like, Hey, we rented a car. We're going to be doing this. Would you want to jump in and go with us? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I will. And so I go out there and like, you know, it was, but they were like, we've got accommodations for us, but we, we don't really have, we can't guarantee that you have anything yet. And so on the way out there, there was me and like, another guy that was that was with us too so it was like the two film guys and then us just kind of like riding along and on the way out there my buddy he's just kind of like texting people and figuring it out and by the time we roll into austin we finally mm-hmm. had a place to stay but we uh we rolled up into their house probably at like 
three in the morning and then uh and then it was just like cool man i don't even i don't care i'll sleep wherever and i just crawled under his he had like a desk a computer desk i just crawled under his computer desk and just like slept the whole week on the hardwood floor and i'm like dude i i don't care man i'll just like whatever it takes just do it and like a have an adventure or and 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 b like just whatever it takes to do what you want to do like for you explain these shows you know and and for me at that time it was like i haven't been to south by southwest in a while i want to drop in and connect with some other you know industry people um you know i'm a member of the grammy association and they throw a big block party out there every year so i just wanted to be you know it's been a long time since i've been present here and i was just like i don't care i have a couple of you know items of clothing in my bag and I can sleep wherever, man. It's cool, you know? So, Very. yeah, that's definitely, it's, I love that attitude. And I'm really, really inspired about the attitude of like, do whatever it takes. You know, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, re, um, remembering on the, like a recent podcast episode with my, with a guest. He's a producer that I do, um, that I record with, uh, quite often. And I remember, uh, one time we had to just, like, there was some technical difficulties. We ended up having to, like, put the phone up next to the speaker so that the client could hear what we had recorded because like normally we have a a system for, for being able to like let the client hear it, you know, remotely, but that system went down. And so we just like, whatever it takes, man, but we're going to like finish this. We're going to get this done, you know? Uh So that's awesome, man. I love that. And uh, that's, I think that's a a good message for a lot of music makers and and creators and people who want to do what you do and people who want to tour and play music. I think it's a good, a good thing for them to hear and know. And yeah. And like whenever you have like those like days where uh, this is like really crappy, I just want to, you know, find a better place to stay. Blah, blah blah. It definitely, you know, just wait till you know the next day. You might really luck out and you know just have a completely different experience. And right uh, to kind of finish, yeah, the the danger story is kind of funny. I yeah. So this guy is like my traveling partner for a while, and um, every show like I I bring him along with, and he always introduced so danger. Danger jumped in the jumped yeah. In the, okay, <laughs> like you know my car with all of his like in the back seat was like completely filled with all his you know pyrotechnic stuff <laughs> his bags are crazy <laughs> and uh yeah every every night we'd show up to the the next place he introduced himself hey my name's danger yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah this guy is so awesome like that's awesome completely man. like quick and what was kind of cool is he you know this this guy his living like he does all this daredevil stuff um and how like uh he was telling me you know oh wow i've been following you around for like the past few days and man like you gotta document this. You gotta like make this like a. Yeah. You know, it's just like having this crazy guy. That I'm sure with such insane stories, telling me that oh, this is like a pretty cool. Thing it is. I, I agree with him though. I totally that's, agree that's with him. I, yeah. I think that I was gonna tell you. Um, you know, I hope there's some way that like you you you've remembered. You're like remembering a lot, quite a bit. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that right, these right. experiences they're mem- really meaningful and and memorable uh-huh. and hard to forget. But you know, I, I, there's I see uh, I see an opportunity to just like write this stuff down and make a book out of it, and people would really be interested in reading that. That'd right be now, a really I just cool I started like I said this year has been just utilizing all the more like social media tools yeah. and stuff, and yeah, just using Instagram. I just take pictures of a. Uh, Almost every day I'll take a picture, and sometimes it's it's funny because I'm like I'll upload something, but it's more of like a personal. I just like it's my own journal of pictures yeah. and stuff. And sometimes I'll take something, and everyone's like, "What's that all about?" I'm like, "I'm not gonna explain." It's just like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. make it public, but at the same time, like ah, I just I just want to document this for yeah, myself. But yeah. then every now and then there'll be yeah a really fun story that I want to share with people. And um, yeah, danger. Like so, we finally get to uh yeah Austin, Texas, and uh, and so like he. 
he's like, all right, thanks again for, you know, driving me over here. And, uh, if you, by the way, if you want, I can set you on fire. So like, <laughs> I put on his suit and all this, like, you know, like this wet, you know, jacket, yeah. wet pants. And we like threw this towel around me, drenched in gasoline and, yeah, he set me on fire. <laughs> like, nice for like ten seconds. That's, that's I incredible. walked around and um, and then we took out the towel and I still had like a little bit of fire caught on my my leg. <laughs> so I was yeah. like trying to like get up, put it out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the cops showed up. We were like basically under this bridge somewhere in Austin, Texas, and this this police guy like just shows up and as I'm like you know just kind of on the ground. Well, yeah, yeah. The guy's like, so uh, what's going on over here? Yeah, yeah. And danger is like. Hey, my name's Danger. He just introduced the words like, God, man. And he's so he like, never introduces him, himself to anybody by his real name. That's his name, man. It's yeah. like, I try. I guess I need to get more into that. Like, I just say I'm Jim, but it's like, I guess, you know, my artist name now is just turned into Tambo Fee. Like, every year I change sure. my name to something else. But, like, this is something, like, I guess <laughs> yeah. I got to stick with something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. ADD. But, yeah, this guy, Danger, he's like, oh, my name's, my name's Danger. And, uh, yeah, we just set this kid on fire. <laughs> like, the cop is like That's hilarious i don't know maybe this only happens in austin but the guy is like uh i'm just gonna pretend i didn't hear that i'm gonna go and uh just get out of here as soon as possible yeah that's hilarious joe bob so <laughs> but um yeah just doing little fun things like that shooting some video and uh yeah i mean and just with like meeting people like with danger and his crew like i just the craziest guys like i met this dude uh his friend in tucson that was missing his arm and leg he had like a wooden leg and then the the hook for his you know hand and asking like how'd you like yeah what happened how'd you lose your, your parts here yeah yeah <laughs> guys like oh, i was drunk one day and just or one night and just like was walking on the train tracks and just got hit by a train oh my god it's like God, you're wow. lucky to be alive. Like wow. So, yeah, just, I uh I I there's so many stories every day I meet people telling me like, you know, just working the like worse, you know, environments, crappy jobs and getting robbed and stuff like that. And it just is it's insane. I, I definitely have been trying to document all these yeah these stories and stuff. And um yeah, just taking a little photo of the house and I might not like tell the full story because a lot of it is just not appropriate and stuff. Yeah, I try, like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best to document everything but at the same time yeah. like uh, this isn't like my parents are so worried with what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're probably listening yeah. to this and watching all my videos and stuff. Yeah. So like yeah I just I definitely try to just you know if it's a bad memory or something, like just like take a photo and maybe not describe what happened, but just have it there in sure. case you look back on totally. it. Totally. Like, and there's you know, something that there, there's always something that can be pulled out of it that could be meaningful and useful exactly. and resonate with people. Cool, man. Write a um, song about it later on. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Write a song. That's perfect. So we're uh, we're like already halfway through, and so okay. um, so we should gear up and uh, and and listen to you play another song. And uh, before we do that, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do some quick promotional items, and then we'll get into the second half of the show. Sounds good. So, um, so I want to uh, tell you about if you can listen to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about it plenty of times. But uh, Recording Drums 101, which is a resource, a free resource that I have on my uh, website uh, for simple tips for recording drums. Um, and uh, the idea behind it is uh, if you just want to document your music and uh, you want to write some songs, and you want to stay in the creative zone. Um, you can check this out and you can quickly get set up to record drums. I've noticed that that's a, that's an area where people get really bogged down and they, um, 
and and it and it just wrecks their creative flow. So um, I developed recording drums 101. Uh, it's things where you can use one mic, two mics, three mics to get incredible sounds. Stuff I picked up for from over ten years of of recording, making records with people, and things that have been taught to me by. Uh, people who are world-class producers and things that I've just read and picked up otherwise picked up uh, from, from world-class producers, people like uh, Brendan O'Brien and Glenn Johns um, people like that. So check it out. You can go to my website, johnstinson.com and, uh, and uh, go to, you'll scroll down a little bit on the front page. You can see the big graphic recording drums 101. And uh, some of the people that have been on this show have actually used it and uh, have had good things to say about it. So don't just take it from me, take it from other people and guests of this show that uh, it's it's effective stuff. So it's all free. You can just go over there. It's this resource, Recording Drums 101. While you're there, make sure that you subscribe to my email list using either one of the forms on uh on the page there. And, uh, um, I will uh, send you more tips on, uh, on recording ideas and reaching creative flow. And I'll also make sure that you always are in the loop about any, uh, podcast episodes that come out. So, uh, make sure you get all hooked up over there at John Stinson.com. And of course, if you're looking to make a record, um, you know, or maybe you uh, have already made a record and you're having want to have somebody mix a record, have somebody produce it, whatever it is. Uh, reach out to me at my contact page, johnsinson.com/contact. Uh, shoot me a message and let's talk about your project. Cool. Let's go. Let's uh, go on into the second half of the show, and uh, we're gonna hear uh, uh, Tambo Feet, aka Jim. Uh, play some, uh, play another song for us, and uh, then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. And we'll get into the second half of the show.
Awesome, man. What a killer song. Lots of loops going on. Um, so you're uh, just so people that are listening, you're uh, that was you looping um, your guitar and playing multiple parts all at once. So that's pretty cool, man. Um, what was the name of that song? That song was called Nap Time. It's a little uh, sleepy kind of song, I guess. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love it. Yeah, it when it comes song. to naming titles, I uh, actually, that song was uh, a riff. I came up with this little riff um, about like when I was 17. And I think it originally was just some kind of song that was like, you know, with that riff, it had lyrics, that, some kind of cheesy, like, I love you kind of lyrics. And then uh-huh. I decided to just drop the, you know, the lyric part uh-huh. and just make kind of a more instrumental. I feel like I've met people where they love that kind of song. And there's other people actually go like, oh, like I can only listen to music if there's only words in it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's cool to have instrumentals. Yeah. I really yeah. love yeah, yeah. writing songs with, I, I always, yeah, kind of uh, wish I didn't have to write lyrics for a lot of songs. I, if, if I could, if it was like acceptable, right? if I was playing music for people, just to make every song like lyricless. I, yeah. I like to see as songs and, having you know just melodies and stuff but right no, no uh, words but yeah i guess you have to write a little bit <laughs> right on so what's your what's your process like for writing music yes yeah, so, uh, so i have my guitar with me i don't know if the mic will pick it up but I, uh yeah it's it's pretty i don't know it's random like the the inspiration right is it hits kind of when i'm not focusing on writing songs so when i try to sit down and write something usually it doesn't work out mm-hmm. too well but if I'm just doodling around and stuff, I, uh, I usually do come up with like a riff. And the kind of fun example I always show people, there's one time when I was like hanging out playing music and this riff came, apart, uh, came, in, came about and it, was, uh, it goes like this. So um, when I first you know, got that little part, I trying to think what else to add to it. So like the melody was just like kind of humming and singing random words and stuff. So I kind of do like the ladas and whatever uh-huh. to yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of get yeah, the melody the, established. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I finally just start, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I don't really um, feel comfortable like, you know, trying to figure out words and how to sing around people with the song. I, I kind of, with this song, yeah, I just naming out like random words and stuff like around like looking around me or just like things in the house or wherever I am and this song I remember just singing about like tangerines like the word tangerine just came about uh-huh. for this like chorus part I was like tangerines so I was like okay that sounds cool like I guess I'll write a song about tangerines now <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. really like just yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that easy where just yeah. a word pops up I'm like it right. sounds cool with that so I'm gonna now go boxed and cheap Nothing can be something so sweet, something so sweet. So it's like, yeah, the, yeah. the way that one word will completely inspire a, a song. Yeah, I like guess. a way that a way that a particular word kind of sings across, like you know, with the right. syllables and how it fits rhythm. Those syllables fit rhythmically, and, and so many other artists I you know hear interviews and like they they talk about how like you know oh I don't really. You know, it wasn't like writing lyrics and stuff. I wasn't really particularly like trying to cover some crazy topic. I just thought this word sounded cool with this, you know, melody, like it sings well with it. And I, yeah, to me, like, I try to focus on like more of like, yeah, having the right, you know, sounds of the words or something. Yeah. That, yeah. I, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I just, when it comes to writing lyrics, it's not my favorite and it's something I'm trying to get better at, I guess. But a lot of the times I just write, yeah, about random things. And uh, doing this trip, I definitely feel like there's a lot more stories and I am trying to get more songs out with um, just writing about the recent experiences on the road. So that's something too. Like, I, I guess I could, you know, get more songs out sure. that way. But it's just mostly just random when it comes to yeah. lyrics. Do you usually, do you usually, um, mostly write on the guitar do you yeah i think a lot of times i'll i'll just write in my head as i'm like driving somewhere i'll get like the ideas in my head like the melodies and stuff and and um i'll pull over just get my phone record it and yeah, <laughs> kind of then yeah, like yeah, go yeah. to the guitar so right. usually it's always like in my mind first and uh and also sometimes like when playing guitar i'll write a song out of mistake i'm like playing something else and then realize oh wait this chord I don't know what I could think of. Like, if I was going something like... That sounded like the last song. If I was going like... So, um, if I'm playing a riff like that, it's made up. Uh, if if I'm, like, you know, playing that and hit the wrong note, sometimes I'm like, oh, actually, that works well. Like, for example, if I'm going... Like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll hit that note yeah, and go yeah. back. Like, yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, I write music out of, mis- like, mistakes, I Yeah, guess. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very not yeah. professional when it comes to... We, um, we, you know, I like to think that I coined this phrase, but I know I didn't mm-hmm. in reality, but this idea of just, like, happy accidents. Yeah, And so I'm always using that, that, that <laughs> phrase in the studio all the time because... There's so many things like that where, right. like, maybe it's a guy playing a solo or something uh-huh. or whatever, and uh, you know, or or just a note kind of got flubbed, but the way that it got flubbed was, or like maybe somebody's voice cracked or something, uh-huh. and it's just like, no, man, like that's got to stay in. That's a really cool. It makes it really have a cool like vibe to the performance, you know. Right, right. And so I just I like that idea of happy accidents, you know, <laughs> allowing that to influence the creative process. Yeah, it's wild. I think. It's just it's so random when uh, you know when you find a good idea. It just I don't know. Usually, just when I'm goofing off and messing around and not thinking at all about writing a song, that's when it comes out. And it's so funny. Like it's like that moment where oh, it keeps like when I write something. Usually, when it all comes together in like the one or two minutes, that's like the best. Uh-huh. I have to like you know record that. And um, and if I'm distracting that like little valuable bubble of time, I'm like, no, like stop, I stop calling me person. I gotta yeah, keep yeah, writing, right, like, yeah. Because after you know you get distracted, it just goes away. And um, but yeah, there's there's only been a very like just very few songs where I've written entire thing out of like you know from guitar melodies and lyrics all together. Usually it's like I'll write something, uh, just as like far as like the melody and guitar riff some drums and bass and then after that I'll just you know store it on my hard drive and then years later I'll go back to it because I'm lazy I can't ever finish something one <laughs> take and uh and then I'll go back to it and because I have like another idea and I realize these two ideas work together so it creates like a full song right so yeah cool. just having like a hard drive full of gigabytes and gigabytes of you know like you know just basic ideas yeah and it's bad because you can record every everything that you come up with 
like if you're like me, you record everything, but it's like you have to learn. Not all your ideas are these little golden precious babies. Sure. Like some ideas suck and sound good to you, but you yeah. have to realize other people are like, ah, it's kind of mediocre. You should trash that. Well, it's it, that kind of brings up uh, something that I remember um, this guy, uh, this this author Seth Godin talking about. I heard him say on a podcast was something that like um, had something to do with, you know good ideas and bad ideas. And I don't remember everything that he was like, the whole story was telling around it, but I remember he, he the, like the end point that he was making was, yeah. uh, you should make it your goal to have a lot of bad ideas. Cause he's like something about like the more, you know, it takes a lot of bad ideas to get to the one good idea. So mm-hmm. you should make it your goal to have as many bad ideas as possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's the same thing with like with music, because a lot of times you're writing something, you know, and even in, in you know, people that are listening are probably like tired of hearing me talk about Stephen Pressfield. Maybe they're not because I'm, I've been getting some feedback that people are really appreciating. Um, but the book, The War of Art, I don't know if you've ever read that book, but mm-hmm. I, I I talk about it nearly every episode of this podcast. Oh, okay. And um, but, uh, um, you know, he's talking about kind of the same idea, you know, of um, trying to trying to you know between good ideas and bad ideas. But he's he's just like you know I just I just do like he's a like a book author and like a screen script, like screenwriter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just write, I, I, I sit down with this. I have a lot of this time, this window of time every day for my life. And in that window of time, it's my time to sit down and show up and do the work and write. And I just write. And I don't know if it's good or it's bad. I don't care if it's good or bad. I'm the point is, is that I'm writing. That's it. Yeah. It's you know, like the ideas. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think, like another big thing when writing a song, I just always try to do something a little bit more different. That I, I, I don't know. Like that last riff, I just came up with the whole. I'm like, ah, I mean, I feel like I've heard that in other songs. I'm uh-huh. always trying to think of stuff that is, you know, I tell people everything's been done before, but some things haven't been done enough. I'm always trying to find those little riffs or ideas sure. that, like, aren't as always the same four chord stuff. Sure. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely. I, I remember, like, when I first learned guitar, I think the first song was this Meat Puppets, uh, Lake of Fire. That was the first song mm-hmm. I learned. And yeah. Other really basic ones, right? I would just, like, tune down the guitar where it was, like, like the drop D tuning, uh-huh. I guess. And, um, yeah, it could form power chords easy that way. Sure. And, um, yeah, the, another, like, really basic song I learned was uh, the Deep Purple. And, um, yeah. and then other bands inspire me, like Rodrigo and Gabriela, where they do like so much percussive drumming on their yeah. acoustic guitars. So it went from like to uh, this whole. Where it's uh, it's more, yeah, you can create some unique sounds. And yeah. It's not always the same cowboy chords and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what I also think about when writing music is how can I make it a little bit more different and interesting? But then again, sometimes people just... If you're just trying to write music that will connect and, you know, people that... Writing songs for people that, you know, they they just, you know, relate to, I guess. Um, Sure. Sometimes just a simple four chord and singing about, you know... Cheeseburgers or whatever people totally are into. <laughs> That's like Dude, all you need. <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paradise, man, is one of the yeah. biggest hit songs of all time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like to write for myself, and that's yeah. why I, like, I always find it challenging to tr- figure out new ideas. And yeah. And sometimes it does connect with people, and it's cool to. Yeah. Yeah. Something that we've got I, I like to. Uh, my little thing that I did come up with is this this idea of just like I say, uh, you know, well, first, 
I didn't come up with this part. Simple always wins. I guess yeah. I kind of that's like my own version of the mantra. But what? But you know, simple always wins. But then this idea that I'm always thinking about like potato chips. Everybody, it's it, people like to eat potato chips. That then people when people are like, man, I really need a you know, I want to have a snack. You know, they're or like I'm hungry. I want to go to dinner. They're thinking about you know a cheeseburger and French fries or potato chips or they're not thinking like man I want an exquisite caviar from like the most you know remote area of the world and like <laughs> I want to pop open this champagne. People people like their cheeseburger and and potato chips. You know, and so it's kind of like you know this idea of like simple always wins and just you know not yeah. not not worrying. You don't have to write but, like something that's like you know you don't have to write some kind of masterful uh masterpiece of like beethoven or mozart or something but writing is simple i actually i met this one girl this really poetic lady that we formed a little band together while i was living in uh around like los angeles and yeah like she always wrote super detailed crazy lyrics and melodies and stuff and and you know i like played the monkey song right just like this basic just sing about animal and then make monkey sounds like really basic formula and um I don't know. Like she told me, actually, you know, I I wish I could do that. It's hard to write simple stuff sometimes. Uh-huh. So it is, yeah, a skill too, I guess, or just this hard technique to figure out, like the yeah. the really you know simple chords that. But you have to find which notes go really well together, perfectly well. Like yeah, it is yeah a little little trick, I guess. But yeah, totally. So how many how many songs have you written? Do you have um, in your catalog? When I was. Uh, I think in 2011, I had this. I told you, like, every year I like to do different projects yeah. with music. And um, yeah, this year in 2011, I recorded an album every month. And each, oh, album, really? each album had like 10 songs, I think. Wow. And they weren't like, I had no life, man. <laughs> they weren't like <laughs> the, the uh, you know, just little acoustic. Blah, 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 blah. And actually, yeah, I try to, you know, do a lot of songs with drums and bass and guitar. And uh-huh. it, yeah, I spent like a lot of time um, on each song writing. And, and then near like, I think. I don't know, August, uh, yeah, around August, September, the quality of the songs is kind of, it's embarrassing. I think some of the songs uh, are still out. I mean, like I said, I kind of dropped, I started this trip from scratch, zero connections, and the music I used to give out to uh, my old friends and anyone that liked my music, I don't really know where they are. I keep in t- I don't keep in touch with them. So mm-hmm. sure, like people still have those songs, but I'm kind of like, yeah, they're embarrassing. And <laughs> I like was so rushed trying to figure yeah. out the song for the month. So I kind of like when I record something, it's funny. Like I, I definitely with a lot of my songs, I just record them and share them in the moment. But then I'm like, I don't like looking back at them. That's embarrassing. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I like, you know like, sounded like that. But um. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of songs, uh, like the ones I played uh, for you. Those are the ones that I think I, I've written, like a monkey song in 2008, and that nap time song that was like I told you since I was like 17 or 16, mm-hmm. like around mid 2000s. Yeah, I definitely have uh, kept some ideas and songs, and it's funny like they they uh, they have stuck around, but others I'm like I trash those ideas. Yeah. And, don't work. But yeah, yeah. Other people, you know, they record one album. It's like their most proud of album. And with me, it's because I have like my little ghetto home studio thing. I can record so easily now, and uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, I can make records. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, totally, man. So maybe it's kind of it's funny. Like you, it's it's amazing to be able to access all you know, like having your microphone and uh, DAW computer set up, the interface, all that. Like, yeah, you you can spend all the time you want to record something and 
but I kind of, it's funny, a lot, a lot of times I look at it and I'm like, I, I wish I did have a little bit more of a better setup or went to actual studio to record this because, I don't know, it's a little bit like every day I feel different about the songs I listen to. Like sure, I, yeah. I want to go back and record this. So what is your what is your like your setup look like? You know, because that's something yeah. that like with this with this show I like to talk to people a lot exactly. about yeah, yeah. because you know it's 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 it, it, it it's like you said like you can recording is just so available and easy uh-huh. and like you know and and everybody just like. Um, has like their their setup and, and access to it and you know it's 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 really interesting to me to just like to be able to get an insight into like how everybody's recording because you can make some really cool music mm-hmm. and you don't have to necessarily have all this like sophisticated stuff all the time you know I have um like in 2005 or 6 I think actually yeah 2005 that's when I really started to record more music and stuff 2004 I was just like messing around but then um, yeah, I, I got like I used that software, Cool Edit Pro. Uh-huh. That was like the first one I really picked up, and uh, yeah, I, that's when I started multi-tracking with it. And I just use a really cheap Radio Shack mic, and I yeah recorded acoustic songs, some punk rock stuff, and um, I think I have a few recordings like those of the that that era of recording yeah. the really low lo-fi stuff. But then yeah, I finally uh, got. A little bit better setup, still not the greatest. Like I just using like more of like the SM57, 58 mics, and um, using that to record guitar and vocals. Plus using my um, M Audio interface, mm-hmm. so that little preamp, I uh, Fast Track Pro, I think it was called. Yeah, I used that for about another like three years, and finally now I, I have like a Bluebird, uh, Bluebird condenser mic that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mostly stick it around. Like anything I'm recording, I'll I'll put it to the vocals, the guitar, um, even saxophone, some brass instruments I play, woodwinds. I yeah, I use that mic for a lot of stuff, and I don't know. It has a good sound. I I, I mean, yeah. everyone yeah. prefers different mics and yeah. all that, but I uh, I think yeah, I like using that a lot. Maybe also I just haven't really explored. I mean, yeah, I really haven't checked out. Right now we're using an SM7, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my first time uh, even seeing this mic, so yeah. I just haven't really, yeah. I, you know, growing up you know, all poor, not having much money to buy equipment, I, yeah, I just would buy something, and then even if it wasn't really the right thing for me, I just would use it, um, you know, for years and years, and, and once I, like, saved up some money, I'm like, ah, I'm already used to using this mic, might as well right. just keep with it. Sure. So, I don't know, like, I, I do like the Bluebird, though, and, um, uh, my Imadio Fast Track Pro kind of just I've been using that since I think yeah 2006 or seven. So yeah. I finally just got the Scarlet um, Focusrite. Uh-huh. I think that's the company. I don't even know like it's the Scarlet 18 input sure. eight outputs or something. So yeah, I'm using that now. And I don't know. I, I met this one guy from Sweden a couple of days ago in New Orleans, and he was telling me like, oh, this is a great device. And like yeah, I, I just. Uh, I just wanted something with four channels, basically. Sure. Too. Yeah, yeah. I now use a stomp box. I use little mic to mic up the tambourine, a little SM57, and then um, my guitar has the pickup and for vocals. So yeah, just four four mics, and yeah, it does the job. And I just yeah, I've, I've never gone to like any kind of guitar center or whatever store just to uh-huh. check out all the different toys. I just kind of will do a little bit of eBay research uh, and buy the cheapest thing. And <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, you can give me some tips what a better setup would be. But I um yeah, I, I use that. And as far as the the software in, 
for a while, for a while we talked about uh, it was using just all open source software. But then when I go back into like the Windows world, I use a little bit of like uh, Reaper and Cubase. I really like Reaper. That's where I'm mostly trying to get more into. Yeah. Just it seems like it's like the not only like do I like the software, but the guy who's made it, I, Justin Frankel, I think his last name is. He just seems like such a cool dude. He uh, he was the guy that invented uh, uh, Winamp. He programmed that oh. software and uh, okay. And yeah, just his views on like I mean. Yeah, you have like Keybase and Pro Tools. I actually don't know what Pro Tools is like, but I'm assuming it's probably like you have to use like the the dongle. If I'm saying that right, the little lock thing. Yeah, the unlock key they call it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. authorization. Yeah. And then uh, with Reaper, it's like I don't know. I like I haven't used Pro Tools much, so I can't really compare it. But it definitely it feels like it's something where it's it's such a small like this guy is a genius programmer he just like you know i think in eight megabytes or lower like he he made this entire daw set up and yeah and yeah it just yeah. loads quickly it's yeah. super customizable and um and you know if you haven't paid yet it just like gets a little pop-up you know saying like you know it's yeah like this is like you know we worked really hard on this software and please support it and yeah it's not this street like you have to use the DOS like right for for people that actually you know pay for it they they have to now go through the the hassle of always putting that key in and stuff so yeah I just like his views on the the software I guess and um I don't know yeah I just been using that a lot more and and then that's for like mixing and stuff and when I'm multi-tracking but if it's yeah like doing a podcast thing like this I just use Audacity because that's just like a you know I just it's funny I'm like all like to me it feels like all these recording programs they do the same thing yeah this record right <laughs> yeah a, at the end of the day yeah, yeah. unless you want to like do all your crazy edits and filters and stuff like that right. I think Audacity on Linux I can't use any of the VSTs and stuff so that's like the only bummer is yeah. like but um, if I'm just doing yeah something where yeah recording song ideas like it's like I don't yeah leave. I think um, yeah you know the whatever whatever setup you have that allows you to write the, to get your song ideas down and uh, gets and it gets out of the way doesn't bog you down mm-hmm. and get in the way of your creative process yeah that's yeah. the setup that you should use totally, you know what I mean totally and if that's Pro Tools for you then use Pro Tools if that's you know Reaper or some kind of other program out there then use that you know but but what's most important is um is is maximizing your creative flow yeah. and uh and just and not getting bogged down you know and that's even kind of what I was talking about with recording drums 101 you know I noticed mm-hmm. that and like I have plans to write more similar kinds of things um to help people with this like cuz I I talk to a lot of people kind of just lately have have been messaging people and uh and asking them kind of like what their biggest challenges in making music and there's a tremendous amount of people that come back to me with like some form of creative flow like you know my creative process gets derailed because xyz and sometimes that's some kind of recording technology thing and Sometimes it's, you know, interpersonal relationships or or it's trying to, you know, find the right co-writer or schedule time with your band or, you know, just being in a battle with yourself. But, you know, that's the most important thing is 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 just finding continually removing the barriers that you that you notice stand in between you and creating music. And, you know, um, that's awesome doing how everyone's so different with it. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're trying to collaborate with people or if we're editing, you know, the same song together and it's like, oh, I use Logic. No, I use, that's like where it might clash a little bit. But I love seeing everyone has different workflows, not just like recording and using the the software, but like going back to the little writing songs, people I've met uh, told me like they write songs, 
because they get inspired by some painting they see yeah. all this stuff going on in the paintings so they kind of start writing about like the trees the river yeah. whatever it's like, like yeah. I just love yeah, hearing different ways yeah. that people get inspired and um, yeah I mean but that's my setup I just yeah, uh, for traveling, doing these shows now, I um, yeah, I, I uh, last year I had a little bit of leftover money from the donations, and I, I bought a, a little tiny PA speaker. I don't know the name of it. It's just called like Europort, Europort by uh-huh. Behringer, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that's the right name. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's this cute little suitcase type, you know, PA that yeah. you can roll around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just. I kind of use that for the shows because, um, like I was saying early on in this interview, how, yeah, the only problem I've ever kind of struggled with is having some chatty people like, using this, you know, event just as, like, having the music being background yeah. stuff. So, like, using the PA, I, I just wanted to buy one so I could at least hear myself in case there are those, like, those loud party nights. But uh, but it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, uh, I... I definitely haven't really needed to turn up too much. Like it's definitely right. people now yeah. like yeah, maybe just maybe it sounds better now with the PA is the louder it is the better. But I I don't know. I maybe I it's just kinda of like a social cue that's like, oh, there's a PA system on and there's right. something's come out of a speaker and it just kind of like cues people to okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Know? There was one night where I think in Stanford, uh, in California I was setting up and uh, yeah, like last year people donated all these instruments to me. I got like trumpets, saxophones and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I went to set up this show in Stanford, and my setup has just gotten way bigger now. It's, it's kind of, like, too ridiculous where I, it takes a lot of time to set up things. But, I, yeah, I was bringing out all the instruments, had the PA, the bass guitar, all this stuff. And and before, it was just, like, a little towel, a tambourine on the towel, and, uh, and the mic is a guitar. It was all acoustic, uh-huh. so completely unplugged, no crazy, you know, speakers or anything. And, uh yeah, like, with now having this funny setup, more people, like, that are walking in and out of this, like, co-op, I, I don't think some of the people knew there was a show going on or about to happen, but because they saw this setup, they're like, oh, wow, I'm excited for this, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. saw, like, this, yeah. you know, some kind yeah. of presence and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe with just having the acoustic guitar, uh, people just think, oh, it's just, like, a jam type thing, but it just sucks. Like, I, I think it's so much more... Like, you know, like awesome and powerful just to have one instrument, no special effects processing, yeah. just to like, yeah, like have this group of people listen to that. Like, that's why I've had one of the, some of those nights where when people are all just like gathered around and hearing just the, the sound straight from my acoustic guitar hole to your ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so. that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I like yeah that. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I was thinking, um, you know, I was wondering about as long as you've been doing um, these shows and, and, and uh, you know, the uh, what's kind of like some of the things you've learned about maybe about yourself or, you know, when you have these experiences with people and you've connected with a lot of people and there's always some kind of, you know, because anytime where you travel and you meet a lot of people and you yeah. have yourself, you, you, you kind of like you put yourself in these um, situations that are, you know, unpredictable. And, uh, you know, like you were saying before we, we broke away from the first half of the show and you were saying like, you know, you got to be prepared to, it, it's not like always, you know, hotel rooms and like super nice places. Like sometimes you got to be prepared to rough it and do whatever it takes, you know? And so, you know, when you, when you live your life that way, um, you know, it can be super rewarding in the, in the sense that it can, um, 
just life experiences that teach you a lot of things and you connect with people and hear their stories. And Mm -hmm. you were talking about the guy that got hit by a train and like, there's like, you know, struggles and just a lot of interesting, you know, things. And, and, uh, and I'm just kind of wondering about how, like, you know, those experiences have maybe shaped you and what you've walked away with and kind of like what you've learned about yourself or the world and, you know, and, and any kind of insight that you've, that you've ever, you know, that's maybe bubbled up for you in that, in that area. I don't know. Like I, I always like look back and I, I think as far as like changing as a person and stuff, not too much. Like I like look back and I'm always the, pretty much the same character. I think, uh, like, yeah, say like 2013 or 14, you know, like the first time traveling and staying with strangers, blah, blah, blah. like I, I'm always the same. Like right when I meet someone, it's all like this kind of excitement, jittery, like, ah, I'm like, people yeah. always think I'm on like heavily, you know, on some kind of caffeine because <laughs> I'm always super fast yeah. talking, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, I'm always excited when I meet people. And then after like a couple of days hanging out, like it kind of calms down and then I meet another stranger and the next day yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. repeats. And, yeah. uh, I think, I don't know, like, I, I don't think I was too nerve, like talking about like being nervous and stuff, performing or traveling and staying in like, these house houses. Like I, I definitely, you know, I think the first couple months was this like kind of excitement, like, Oh my God, I have no idea. But now I think I've gotten too comfortable where it's kind of scary how, okay. how relaxed I am with yeah, just meeting yeah, yeah. people. Maybe that's something that's changed is like, you realize like there's so for like the 1% of like, you know, douchebags out there, like there's 99% like amazing people yeah. that you meet on the road and yeah. host you and stuff. And I always, yeah, it was just like right when I walk into the door, I'm not too comfortable where I like, well, like just like, you know, t- kick off my shoes, put it on their table and stuff like that. Sure. I, I still am like really respectful and stuff, but I just don't feel this whole like, oh my God, I'm just so like new to this. Like, what should we, what is supposed to happen? Like, right. what do we talk about? I like immediately just like, let's, let's cut through all the boring stuff and just yeah. get straight to interesting conversation yeah. and talk about, you know, yeah. Yeah. whatever I am. Um, but yeah, the, my recent host in uh, Alabama, I could tell like this guy was pretty new to ever hosting somebody, and it was this little awkward vibe. But uh, but yeah, at the end, just it's funny. We we were just watching TV and stuff, and uh, he had like Netflix on, and he's just like, "This is my favorite show to watch," and we binged watch. Like it was like a, about ten episodes. I got there at like four. We watched at least like ten episodes around like eight o'clock or something. Yeah. We were finally like about to watch one more episode. And uh throughout the entire like, you know, four hours, there's like in between episodes it'd be like, so uh how about them football teams here or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have this awkward yeah. and then we go back to the show and then another episode ends and it's like he told me he's like <laughs> like what uh like where do you stand on the whole, like, all in politics, all that kind of, you know, stuff. And that's the one thing I really like to talk about because, you know, everyone's so different. I don't like to yeah. answer any arguments. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him, like, what about you? And he's like, well, you know, I'm like, standing behind, like, Bernie Sanders, but also Donald Trump seems really interesting. Like, <laughs> also for him. And it's like, we were talking about the last yeah, night, like, yeah, how yeah. different. Yeah, like, that that's is, hilarious. I just got yeah, complete polar opposites. I'm not sure, I'm not sure which candidate I want to vote for. <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure what what political slant I'm even at yeah, right yeah. now. And um, then we went back to TV. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but finally, so, like, going back and forth with these, like, kind of awkward, like, so what do you like to do here? Like, nothing. Uh, it's like this hard to, like, uh-huh. kind of get some kind of conversation yeah. out of. Finally, like, the electricity went out. So the the power went out, um, 
and the sh- the TV just was like, you know, no more Justice League, I yeah, guess. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, like we're just sitting there, like, oh dang, like I got some candles, like yeah, I got yeah, yeah. some candles. Yeah. But yeah, we just hung out, and that's like, it just, it's funny. Like sometimes, like these devices, man, like it just, it takes away so much yeah. from us, like it the does, human man. interaction. But then yeah, I got another guy, and yeah, like we hit off well and stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean. So yeah, every the whole point is like everyone's so different. Some people you could tell maybe they are a little bit nervous, and you have to like kind of figure out what you can relate to. Uh-huh. Like I had this other guy like from I think Saudi Arabia that hosted me, and like it was hard. Like I don't know some some cultures I like try to. I don't know this this guy I definitely wasn't able. I just like cracking people up, making them laugh, and this yeah, guy yeah. was like not able. Like everything I talk about is a little bit maybe offensive or just way out there, and he was yeah. like not used to that. So I'm like yeah. trying to figure out how to make him laugh. Like, and I'm talking about, you know, family and saying how, you know, every day my mom and dad, like, where are you? Are you okay? Blah, blah. Always uh-huh. concerned. And, and it gets to the point where it's like, oh, mom and dad, stop calling me. Yeah. But when they stop calling me, it's like, oh, I miss them. Yeah, so right. the guy, yeah. like, laughing, like, yeah, family's important. Like, yeah, and yeah. we kind of connected through that. Yeah, so yeah. always finding something with every person you meet. They all yeah. have a different way to connect with. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just doing like I don't know, like, I don't I don't get too nervous anymore. Like even performing and stuff, I um I think yeah, with these house concerts, it's funny. I've had other musicians that perform normally at bars and stuff, and doing like like I try to get other musicians to share a song, and uh-huh. a lot of them have been like, oh man, that was like nerve wracking because like everyone was like watching me. It wasn't like background yeah. music; they're all right, like paying right, attention. Right, right, right. I think that's cool that you know, it's a whole different environment. Yeah, that's cool. So, so, so you invite. There's other musicians when you organize these shows and everybody comes out. You invite try, other man. musicians to come. I've been using Craigslist mostly, just posting on like the musicians ad uh, a section saying, you know, yeah, you know, do you want to be a part of this little event? I'll. I have like a little camera. I can film you, and if I just mostly. I've been finding some some people new to performing and stuff, and it's kind of cool to give them this platform mm-hmm. kind of area to to share songs and and also having a recording, they can definitely look back and be like, "Oh, I was a little flat there. I can improve now." Just, sure, yeah, right. it's cool yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. to show people here's here's what it sounded like, and that's how I learned music. It's just you know playing by ear of figuring out you know all the I learned the power chord, and after that, I was able to figure out most of the the rock songs yeah. I liked because all of them did you start chords. did you start with guitar that's the, like your first thing you started um, I think I mean my parents had a piano and uh, I think I just as a kid I would bang on it I didn't really play anything but I think that was the first like exploring what is this like bam 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 and yeah. I yeah I think piano is like the first one but I never really got good at it I think I like maybe like say from like you know the age of four to like seven and maybe around like seven i actually started to get more like melody stuff but it would just be basic this isn't of course a piano but on my guitar i would play stuff like stuff like that and yeah. be like i would tell my mom and like hey mom does this song make you sad? Does it make you want to cry? <laughs> I was just like, I always try to play sad songs for him. <laughs> I was a dark kid. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I got into piano first and then just really basic, just messing around, not really learning how to ever learn a song, keep rhythm and stuff. But then um, I think I picked up harmonica for show and tell in like third grade. I played a harmonica and... You know, people were like, oh, that's cool. Like, I just basically would take the harmonica and, like, move rapidly, you know, back yeah. and forth and just yeah. make fun sounds. And yeah. 
and people, yeah, liked liked the harmonica. Then I, I had like these bullies that like would like threaten to beat me up if I didn't learn their favorite, you know, Pokemon song. <laughs> really? So I think I learned music a out Pokemon of Pokemon song. <laughs> on the, uh, is is Pokemon is harmonica normally in Pokemon? Is it in the theme song or whatever? Or did they oh, just man. want you to play Pokemon? I remember. A... Yeah, no, actually, sorry, it wasn't Pokemon. It was actually King of the Hill. I remember it was a big one. Oh, oh okay. And then uh, and the Barney song. Too. It was like this yeah, bully, like yeah, you don't yeah. play my favorite, you know, kids bop song. <laughs> I'll beat you up. So it's kind of like learning music out of fear of getting hurt. <laughs> That's how I learned. And, and uh, yeah, harmonica was yeah the the first instrument I really started to like you know pick up and play a lot of. And then um, I think uh, after that like yeah saxophone was the next one. That was oh, the really? first okay. yeah I really I think I would still call saxophone like my most comfortable instrument where I can okay. solo around. Like okay. I think guitar is still like mostly just keeping rhythm and I do a little bit of like the solo stuff, but I just, I don't know, man, I hate improvising on the guitar. I just feel a little insecure about it. Uh-huh. Saxophone though, it's, just, it's cool. I can go, you know, make yeah, cool yeah, sounds yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it just sounds so much more full than this little, you know, one note thing. Sure. So yeah. I, I like saxophone a lot. I, um, I uh, picked that up and then, and then around, like, as a teenager, that's when, I don't know, I've always been into, like, I mean, the first band I really liked as a kid was Midnight Oil, this Australian oh, yeah. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, their early albums have this raw, kind of, like, punk-influenced stuff to me. And yeah, I, it was kind of a post-punk type of yeah, kind yeah. of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I grew up with those guys. And then, yeah, I mentioned, I think, Fugazi. Uh, I really liked Fugazi. I really liked Bad Religion, Offspring, okay. Nirvana. Like, it, like the really mainstream bands, like, take Nirvana, for example. I love uh, that group. Uh, but even more was, like, l- looking at what influenced Kurt Cobain, all of his favorite bands, like, you know, Wipers, Sebado, uh, what else? Like, there's just a lot of groups I, I looked at. All the, you know, really mainstream stuff that, uh, you know, I still, it's funny, I'm saying mainstream in a bad way. I mean, it was a legit group that I liked a lot. And, um, but I also just like looking at the more kind of undiscovered bands, like Meat Puppets too, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, from I learned from those, uh, from Nirvana, like who the Meat Puppets were. So yeah, I, like all these other groups I listened to and I just fell in love with. And I, uh, yeah, that was kind of like my growing up with a lot of like faster rock type music. Yeah. That, was just, you know, a lot of the bands, like Sabadeo, right? Like a lot of lo-fi recording and stuff. And that inspired me to yeah, get more into this. And I'm trying to think. It's fine. Right now, I'm blanking out. When you think of, like, you know, yeah, when your you're trying to, bands, Yeah, when you're you trying can't. to think of it. Yeah, you can so, never think of it. It's kind of funny. But but definitely just punk rock from Southern California, Descendants, those kind of bands. And then uh, some stuff in the Northwest, like Nirvana. And then uh, the DC uh, bands, like Fugazi, Minor Threat. Uh-huh. So I just grew up with a lot of punk. And then... Um, yeah, as like a teenager, I, I was so lucky uh, to have uh, a family with. Uh, a, they played a lot of music growing up and stuff, and I I had all these like I had access to their instruments. Like you know, in the basement, they they left all their banjos, guitars. Uh-huh. And they had a lot of cool instruments in the basement, and uh, you know, whenever they would leave the house, I would break in and figure out how to play them. Yeah, that's cool. The thing is, they they were they were so supportive, but at the same time, like they they didn't like me playing their instruments because I had a bad habit of breaking stuff. <laughs> like, so I I, uh, I still need to buy them some new instruments when I, when I have the money. How many but, instruments do you play? Um. I don't know. The, the question is kind of like, how many instruments can I play well? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I think guitar, sax, and piano are like my main ones. But uh, I'd say like 20 plus oh, instruments. Wow. Okay. But the thing is like, I just, you know, I don't know. It's like I'm an accordion, right? I just basically, you know, 
a few songs I can play really well. And then as far as like, you know, trying to solo, impro- like when it comes to improvising, yeah, I, I definitely don't feel comfortable on a lot of the other right, instruments. Yeah. But yeah, I like I did a little bit of trombone. And uh, this guy, yeah, gave me a trumpet recently in Kentucky. A guy gave me a violin in Chicago. Got a flute in New Jersey. I just, people keep giving me stuff. And I'm like, sweet, I'll figure it out. And uh, yeah. as I'm like, you know, when I have a free day and I don't have any show to do, I'll just sit in the parking lot somewhere and just practice trumpet and people walk by like what is this guy doing? <laughs> but yeah that's like my my car is my rehearsal studio space now <laughs> like it's nice it's great that's to, cool yeah hey, that's there. awesome yeah killer man um yeah we're getting we're getting close to being uh being about about that time but okay. um but yeah man um i do want to you know there's probably asking a couple more questions but i want to give you the opportunity to uh to also just kind of like you know uh, promote what you're doing and where yeah, people yeah. can link up to you and the yeah, you know sure. um these these um these episodes you know they get recorded ahead of time and then uh, I think this episode will probably go out in uh like two weeks from when we're recording it now yeah, yeah. so I assuming that you're still gonna be out doing shows and kind of oh, being on the road yeah. and stuff so where where do you think you'll be in uh in two, two weeks, weeks? says so March I'll be like in Gainesville Orlando Tampa yeah like Florida definitely in two weeks cool. from now so um, so yeah you know if if you're in Florida or anywhere up the East Coast, I'm going to be, yeah, I'll get over to Florida, and then I'll start heading up north, finally, up to, like, you know, uh, my geography is kind of bad. I'm, <laughs> like, thinking Georgia, yeah, up yeah. to South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Um, yeah, so I'm doing all 50 states this year. I started in January, I think January 22nd when I left for this trip, so... Um, California to uh, Tennessee now. I mostly have zigzagged a little bit down the south. And um, yeah, I think this is maybe the the, the ninth or no, actually, I might say the since January twenty second, this is the the tenth state I've gone through. So um, I still have uh, yeah, all these other states. And um, cool. If you're if, whoever's listening, if you're in, yeah another place I haven't gone through yet, you can check out yeah where I am and where I'm heading to at potluckshows.org. Awesome. I always tell people it's .org, not .com. Cool. Dot com's commercial dot org is organized. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> potluckshows.org yeah. and uh, make sure you're, we'll have that linked up in the show notes too, but yeah, make okay, sure uh, make sure that you guys check that out. And so if you can see all the cities I'm, I'm heading up to and, uh, and you know, I'm so last minute right now trying to figure out like hosts and all that. Like, unfortunately, I, I don't have really specific dates. I just kind of put like the ballpark, like, you know, and this week I'll be doing Gainesville, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Orlando, maybe Miami if I want to drive down. I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> Miami, but yeah, right. I'm, yeah, just I have like the idea. Yeah. And if enough people seem interested, I'll I'll make it happen. Yeah, so cool. So um so you uh if it's two weeks from now, just know that uh uh he's gonna be down in um the Florida area, yeah, you exactly. know, and um, and then beyond that, just make sure that you so that we're talking about like, you know, around like the middle of of March and onward. And so if you're listening to this and it's the middle of March and uh, sort of like towards the end of March or into April, yeah. then uh, just know that uh, he's more than like and you're in the Florida area, know that more than likely that uh, he's in your close by and you can always go to potluckshows.org and just check out what's going to be uh what's going to be coming up so until september i think it'll be traveling the states a little bit of, of canada too but after september um depending financially wise <laughs> like all that stuff i i would love to go yeah to some other countries so um if any listeners abroad you know want to host 
a little potluck and you know maybe japan i'd be cool stoked. awesome man yeah killer <laughs> we'll see about that, that sounds but. killer awesome dude is there anything else uh that you want to let anybody know or 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 promote or anything like that um, before we sign off no i mean i actually yeah if, if you're also a musician yourself and would like to like i just yeah i have like my little dslr camera and my goal with this year is not just like to do these potluck shows but also just like try to document this trip more like you know all the artists I meet on the road, I would love to set aside, like, doing some sessions with, you know, these musicians and recording a tuner, whatever. And, um, yeah, so far, it's just been too hard to really get the idea out there. I'm always focusing on setting up the shows, but yeah. I'm hoping soon I'll have more time to, to record some more musicians. And cool. I have a whole YouTube channel, basically, that I'm killer. starting to, you know to build up but perfect man perfect yeah. well, killer man and i am gonna um i am gonna do a little bit of a plug for you and to say that um when you're do visit potluckshows.org and uh, you've got a donate link on yeah the, there's on there, like a GoFundMe. so make sure you go over there and, and hit that gofundme link and and do from one music creator to another and i know that uh you know people if you're jo- enjoying this show you're also a music creator and you you do know you can identify with with um with the importance of creating music and the, and, and, you know, needing support and just, we're all, it's like, we can make a community out of this. So make sure you go to potluckshows.org and do, uh, do something to just, uh, to donate and, uh, and, you know, and, and support the, the cause there and the, and or the, just the go community. to the website and click on all the little funny toys and doodles and stuff I have. I think you might like the site if, cool. if you just want to go to it. <laughs> awesome. Killer, man. Um, dude, this is, this has been incredible and, uh, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a blast to connect with you and it's been really inspiring to connect with you and get to, get to have such a, a quick, you know, fast yeah, yeah. friendship with you over like the last 36 hours. And it's been, it's, yeah, it's been so awesome, man. Very inspiring. And, and it's been really fun to have you on the show and, and, Thank you for coming on and sharing your stories. And uh, definitely, man, like you've got a friend in in Nashville for sure. Make sure you come back through, man. Like don't be a stranger. Come back through. You have to drop back in over here and bring your music here again and drop back in on the show, man. Stay connected with me. Hopefully it didn't sound too negative. Just like, you know, oh, the South has been tricky. But like, yeah, just, you know, finally getting up to Tennessee, this has definitely already been such a cool, you know, state to go through and meet a lot of nice people. So awesome. Awesome, dude. Um, and uh, and and one last takeaway for people who are you know music creators and are inspired by what you do and mm-hmm. um, what's like what's like one piece of advice that maybe you could share with people that uh, that are inspired by what you do and kind of um, and what you uh, how you've how you've created what you do and 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 this whole this whole kind of like attitude of how you've gone about and created this what's like eat a lot of cookies (laughs) (laughs) no yeah we're talking about that too it was just health uh last night how like yeah just trying to take care of your body man (laughs) like it sucks because sometimes like convenience and uh also just being stranded not having any food on money to buy food like you got to do what you got to do right but if you can it really helps to yeah i think i'd say get get well rested every cool. every night get your uh, you know whatever amount of hours everyone's different six to eight but like yeah just make sure you take care of yourself and the more healthy you feel the more you know 
music hopefully will come out of that <laughs> Killer man. there you go awesome yeah. dude so that's yeah. it that's it for this episode and that's been a blast and uh, thanks again and thank you guys all for listening as usual um this is awesome we're really uh got a growing tribe here and speaking of communities like we the modern recordist is really a great community and it's been uh it's it's incredible to uh to be able to be a part of it so thank you all for uh making this show great and listening and all the incredible feedback that i'm getting from so many of you thank you guys so much for that and it's just really uh yeah it's keeping me it's keeping me going and knowing that uh that that things are cooking on the right track and all that so that's it um uh tambo feet is going to play it's out with a final song what's the name of the that, that song this one's called long way back and it cool. was written when i was traveling without a car so cool cool awesome that, yeah. so gonna play us out with a with a final song and uh and i want to make sure that you uh get subscribed and stay subscribed to the modern recordist there's two main ways to do that one is to go to my website sign up to my email list you can uh find that right on the front page there's a form to uh to click uh, or just rather fill out your email and uh subscribe there and you'll be i'll make sure that you always know about this show and um, and on all the other goodies that I offer there too. I'll have a, a link to the uh, email list sign up in the show notes as well. And then the second way that you can get subscribed is uh, by going over to iTunes and uh, searching for the modern recordist and clicking that subscribe button. And while you're on iTunes, definitely leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews communicate the value that this show provides to you and lets other people know how valuable this show could be to them, people who are music creators just like you. And uh, it also helps us to be able to bring on more great guests to bring uh, their stories and their their uh, journeys with you. And uh, we can all learn something from them. So uh, make sure you do that. Get su- get subscribed, stay subscribed, and uh, leave a rating and review. And then uh, lastly, if you got something out of this episode and know a friend or three that would also get something out of this episode, share it with them. Drop a uh, a, a tweet uh, out there or a link in a in a text message or a Facebook post or an email, and uh, let people know about how valuable this show is to you. And uh, that's it. That is it for this week. There's more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.
laugh at me Think I'm just being really lazy I got no job And others take a look at me And all they say is you must be god darn crazy But no I'm not It's a long way back to when I can We both have to when I don't think I'm ever getting back home Ripped up jeans and dirty hair and everything was stolen or broken And I don't care No, I don't Just get me back home 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 Playing guitar, some stupid licks But this girl turns around and makes me a great sandwich and Thank you, ma'am And all these cities flashing by But I'll be back, it's just a matter of time Now here I am It's a long way back it's a long way back to home.